Welcome to the Restoration Church Life Podcast. We hope this resource helps keep you informed about the various happenings inside the life of our church and equips you to make disciples that delight in the supremacy of Jesus Christ. Hey, Restoration Church. This is Mel Stubbins here at Laura Wolves, and this is the Getting to Know You member podcast. So, thanks for chatting with me today, Laura. Um, Good to be here. (laughs) So, I'm just curious. I uh, see you all the time in church, but there are still tons of things I don't know about you. Um, And so, just give me the basics. basics. How long have you been in D.C.? I've been in D.C. for 11 years now. Wow. Yeah, I, uh, I started counting in presidential terms once I got... Once I've been here longer than, you know, a president can be. Wow. And so I came here to go to American University for undergrad, and then I just stayed. I, yeah, when I graduated from American, I thought, you know, I want to keep going to Capitol Hill Baptist. I think that church isn't done with me yet. And then a year later, I started going to Restoration. Nice. Wow. Eleven years is uh, much longer than many other people have met here. Most people, oh, I've only been here for two years or four years. You're a true DCling, <laughs> like Washingtonian. To, yes, I like to say that it wasn't until I'd been here for like six or seven years that they started to let me meet all the people from here because there are a ton of people from DC. Mm. But yeah, you don't you don't meet them when you're just here for. Little stays. Yeah. So, seeing as you've been in the city for over a decade, because that's the fancy way to say it, uh, what do you do? What do you you love doing in D.C.? What do you do in your spare time? D.C. has so much to offer. Um, I I dance a lot. Like, I... What type? Blues. Blues? Blues dancing. It's a lot of fun. I also... um, Go to a lot of theater. Mm. I there's so many great theaters in the DC area, so that's a lot of fun. Mm. So blues dancing, lifelong love affair, or was that something no. you discovered? No, while I you found were... it. I found it through uh, Jessica and Colin Sarles. Oh, that's how they met, and then they were involved in the the blues dance scene here, and then they got me into it. Do you? Is blues dancing one of those things that you um, would say that you're an expert at, or is it just something you... I don't know that expert... No, I would not say I'm an expert. <laughs> I'm, I'd say last year I got to the point where I, I didn't think of myself as a beginner anymore. Mm. So probably somewhere in the intermediate range. Nice. Yeah. How do you know when you've made it as a blues dancer? For me, it's when I decided, okay, I I feel competent enough to dance with lots of types of dances, different to people, mm-hmm. where it became something where it became natural. I see. You told me a little bit about how you um, came to Restoration Church. Can you speak a little bit more generally about how you came to faith in Christ? So like many people, I grew up in a... Christian home with believing parents who um, were very faithful to teach me about Jesus and 
So as far as I can tell, I became a Christian at a young age. I don't really remember a time apart from knowing Christ. Um, I was baptized when I was about six or seven, um, which looking back, I wish I would have waited longer to be baptized because mm. there was there was a moment when I was 11 when I went, oh no, I don't remember like giving my life to Christ. What if I'm not really a Christian? And I think I was like, I think I had been a Christian for a long time at that point, (laughs) but I had this, this moment of just, what if I'm not like, Oh no, I was at summer camp and just so dramatic. Um, so, uh, yes, I, um, that, that, that was something that I would, would have wanted to do later. That's such a blessing to be raised in a home mm-hmm. by people who know and love Christ. Do you feel that, are there any times in your life that you, when you look back, you can see sort of big gains in maturity along your walk? And Well, yeah, there, throughout my life, there's been several things that I've seen how God really cared for me and my family. So my dad died in a car accident when I was 10. And so my my grandmother came in from California to, to our home in Colorado with every intention of moving my whole family, like me and my three siblings, my mom, to California so that she could take care of us now that, now that my mom was a single parent. And then she saw how well our church was caring for us, mm. that the people from our church and our community and different Several churches in the area actually all stepped in and really took care of us. There was, there's a woman who came and would just come over to our house every week or two and just help clean mm. all sorts of babysitting, all sorts of just ways of caring for my mom and caring for us as a family after my dad passed away. It was, it was very clear that for a lot of that, that God was using his church to take care of my family. And then I'd say that throughout my life, there was, there was always some sort of community. So even, so in high school, I didn't really like the church that we went to because the, the church that I'd originally been in had, had been a church plant that ended up closing. Hmm. Um, but I was able to go to a youth group at a different church where I had really solid teaching and where I was learning to study the Bible and learning to look at faith in, in, as really as my own in a way that I, that I was able to continue to grow in that as I grew up, that, that the Lord has been really faithful to always provide me with, with people that I could explore my, explore the faith, Mm -hmm. learn to lean on him more. What a blessing. Iron sharpening iron. (laughs) Yes. Wow. That's really encouraging to hear God, how God has used community to just mature you and um, just show you his love, right? And I'm just curious about other ways, maybe even more recently, that you've seen God work in your life. One of my sisters is has done some mid- and long-term missions in over the past few years, and I'd say that my relationship with her is often the sort of thing that God has used to mm. sort of to soften my heart, if you will. She's she's the one that can that can make me like get annoyed, that can sort of bring up 
bring out some like, harshness. Oh, yeah. So seeing how um, God cares for her mm-hmm. and seeing how even in things that we disagree about, that I'm not always right, teaching me that if we're both loving Jesus, that that's more important than sure. disagreeing about even some second-tier theological issues, sure. that those are... that. The fact that we're both loving Jesus is way more important mm. than that we disagree on some other issues. Mm. Um, and that I'm called to be gentle and humble in dealing with her, mm. not not bossy or uh, trying to convince her of things that are not truly that important. Are you older? Yes, I'm an <laughs> oldest child. And <laughs> if you see me interact with my siblings, you see that. <laughs> How many siblings do you have? I'm the oldest of four and a stepbrother. So sort of the oldest of four, sort of the oldest of five, depending on how you count. Sure, sure. Yeah. Awesome. So is there anything that you've been reading recently that's been super encouraging? I'd say that a book that I haven't read, I didn't read it super recently, but one of my favorite books that I've read, mm-hmm. just it's such an encouragement in um, in thinking about evangelism and thinking about interacting with different people and just different people coming from lots of different contexts was Secret Thoughts of an Unlikely Convert by Rosaria Butterfield. But the Secret Thoughts of an Unlikely Convert uh, is one of the, it's, um, this woman was a professor and very opposed to Christianity. She'd started researching Christianity in order to sort of expose it as being terrible. Mm. Like she, and she ended up, she'd been publishing essays. She was working on a book, I think. And a pastor wrote in with just some really like gentle, but penetrating questions. Mm -hmm. And she ended up writing back and like, they ended up becoming friends. And so she ended up visiting church with him. And through that, she ended up becoming a Christian. Wow. And just the story is, is, fascinating like it's it's a wonderful just picture of what it looks like to to love people by showing them christ Mm, right instead of getting angry that they don't understand (laughs) like why don't you know this (laughs) right um that reminds me of a movie i saw recently um with liz invited a couple of folks to see um the case for christ Obviously, it was based on the book. One of the things that stuck out to me in the in the movie, this you know, one of the quotes where someone says, you know, most people who undertake this journey, meaning people who set out to sort of debunk Christianity, usually don't make it um, to the end the same, you know, or I'm sort of misquoting them with this idea that it's impossible to really truly try to understand it to pursue truth like real true truth and and come out unscathed um in a good way right mm-hmm. like you god is his word is active and, and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword and um even you know sort of coming into contact with it and trying to understand god you know it's, it, it changes you I know you've mentioned that you got into blues dancing because the sorrows sort of uh, introduced you to that. I know you've been around for a while, so 
tell me about how you've been encouraged by um, some other Restoration Church members. So the community at Restoration has been wonderful. That there are, it's, it's been wonderful to see how Restoration cares for each other and cares for the city and cares for the people around us. So I'm in community group with Megan and Berkeley Grider. And Megan right now is, is, has gone back to school and is getting a degree in flute. And she really cares about the other people in her program and really mm-hmm. is praying and striving to find ways to share the gospel with them. Mm. And, um, seeing her joy in how God has answered that in that there's, there's, other Christians on campus that like have a little Bible study at lunchtime one day a week. And, um, yeah. <laughs> and that that has led to her being able to discuss her faith with people that are, are confused by it. Um, which is, which is, is really cool. Wow. Um, and then I'm really encouraged by Whitney King and Catherine Packard. Um, the way that they use their house to to that they open it up for as that they step in to help parent a little girl when that is so counter to what a lot of people in their 20s are thinking about doing just yeah. just to sacrifice their own time and their own space to do that and just the way that they encourage each other and the way that they deal with struggles and stuff in their own lives. Mm. It's been really cool to see as well. Thank God for community. Are there any areas that you would like to see restoration continue to mature and grow in as a church? So the, I think one of the trickiest things as the church has grown bigger. So when I started attending restoration, I think, I think it was about 60 people. So it's about doubled. It's, harder to know everyone, um, that we would grow in being able to, to, to not be marked by boundaries mm. in social groups, whatever that means, but that that would, that would, that the welcoming nature that a lot of people have, have mentioned would continue to be a, a, a defining characteristic sure. of restoration. Are there any specific ministries that you've been a part of and that that you love being a part of? And can you tell me a little bit more about them? Gosh, it's kind of a funny list. <laughs> so, and remind me again, how long have you been at Restoration? I joined in 2012. Okay. So, five years. Yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm involved in quite a few things at Restoration. So. I'm in the music, I'm on the music team, and I, I love worshiping rest, I love worshiping Jesus with Restoration Church. I can tell. I mean, when I see you up there, I mean, you just, you just always look so joyful, and it's just <laughs> such a joy to see you worshiping. It just makes, inspires me to greater worshiping heights, because <laughs> you just, it's just like, you can just tell, wow, like it's just written on your face. It's, Awesome. Thank you for serving in that way, by the way. I also am church treasurer, which is a diaconate role. 
I guess that's checking the numbers is I'd say that's less about something I love, but it is something that's very important that I it's a joy to see that it's it's great to see that that as a church that the elders and that the church body prioritizes missions and prioritizes mm-hmm. helping others and that that we take the call in the Bible to be generous seriously and that and that we want to be faithful in that. That my role a lot of my role is is making sure that things happen the way that they should just sort of an extra pair of eyes to make mm-hmm. sure that there's not funny business going on. Yeah. To make sure that when we look at that finances, which is something that can cause problems and can be a big temptation Mm -hmm. that we are above board and honest about it. Mm -hmm. So that's super encouraging to me as a member about, I love the way uh, the transparency in which the church operates. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just really encouraging to see how the, resources that God has given us is used, they're used, and, um, yeah, and your reports are always so thorough and <laughs> so helpful. So thank, thank you for dealing with the numbers. Would you say that you're, um, did you seem to have this sort of artsy streak, but then you're also like a numbers whiz. So you're sort of right and left brained or what's going on there? Well, I don't know. I was never scared of math as, as a growing up, I I didn't hate math or anything. It wasn't something that was super important to me. I preferred literature and art and music. But then when I graduated from college, I got a job at a finance company. Mm. And study that, I double majored in journalism and philosophy. <laughs> wow, what a jump! <laughs> yeah, I found my job on Craigslist. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, but I. So I'm capable with numbers. Sure. So so you sing, you read, uh, you're a prolific reader. I heard you did something really cool. Was it last year? Tell me a little bit more about your so reading. Last list. year, I didn't really set a goal for how many books to read or listen to, a combination of reading books and listening to audiobooks. But I ended up finishing 400 books wow. in 2016. <laughs> wow. My head is, I'm picking my head and putting it back together. <laughs> and that's just, you just sort of ended up reading 400 books. Yes. 12 months in a year, by the way. Yes. <laughs> so you just, you just read, did you read more than one book in a week? Well, yeah, I read, yeah. I mean, that's about a book a day. A day. Yes, that was a crazy question. So, of course, she read more than one. Although, in my head, I thought maybe, maybe she read a hundred books in one month. But, no, <laughs> no not, not quite that intense. No, it, it was, it was. So, I, I finished about, so I listened to about 350 audiobooks and then read about 50 books. So, around there. So that's listening to about just, just fewer than one a day mm-hmm. finishing on a, and finishing a book about once a week. So that, I feel like that sounds less intimidating. Yeah. yeah. It sounds more reasonable. It's still 400 books. Are you in any book clubs or anything like that with any church members or anything like that? 
there was a group of us that were reading The Cost of Discipleship oh. together towards the end of last year. And so I, I actually read that twice because hmm. I read it. I both listened to the audiobook and read it in paper because I needed that much to, to understand it and think about it. So if restoration members need a book recommendation, they should definitely come speak to you. I can give lots of recommendations when it comes to books, yes. <laughs> Laura, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for talking with us and, and sharing more about your life. Yeah. Until next time, bye, Restoration. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Restoration Church Life Podcast. May God continue to give us the grace to make disciples that delight in the supremacy of Jesus Christ in Washington, D.C. and beyond.